to this episode of the Palmetto Guardian. I'm Sergeant Chelsea Baker, and today we have a studio full of um, lovely individuals. So I'm going to let each of you introduce yourself, and then we're just going to go right into the podcast. So, sir, um, if we could start with you, if you would like to introduce yourself, and then we'll kind of go around the room. Yes, I'm Chief Brown. I'm the State Safety Manager in the State uh, Safety Office. I'm Sergeant Addis, State Safety Specialist. I'm Mr. Reeves. I am one of your other lovely state safety specialists. <laughs> and so with that, uh, we're going to be talking about safety. So um, we've kind of gone into the 100 days of summer, correct? That's right. So um, if you guys would like to talk specifically about what that entails for um, or the information that the safety office would like to put out for this, this summer. Well, we're going to be talking about summer safety and some tips to help you along the way as you deal with this summertime. Um, unofficially, summer started um, Memorial Day, where people start to get out. Uh, COVID restrictions have been lifted, and so people want to get out and enjoy their family and friends. It's also a time to commemorate the veterans for the contributions they gave to our great nation. So thinking of summer in South Carolina, you don't think about the heat. Well, first you want to kind of acclimate yourself to the heat. This process takes about two weeks to where you get outside and do a strenuous activity in the heat. So as you leave cool temperatures to warmer temperatures, your body doesn't feel like it's going into a furnace. Uh, next thing, when you get outside, make sure you hydrate and uh, get some proper nutrition in. Try to drink water as you feel thirsty or every hour on the hour, depending on how hot the temperatures are. Also think about sunscreen. As you apply the sunscreen, get an SPF 30 or 50, and make sure you reapply, depending on activities, every hour to two hours. Okay. And we got, I feel like we got kind of lucky this year because typically, like, uh, the end of April, beginning of May, it starts getting really hot. But the beginning of May, we had some pretty cool temperatures and stuff in there. And But then, like, the last couple weeks, we've gotten rain, and the humidity has been insane. Right. And so I feel like this is the perfect time to be talking about this. And I'm glad that you brought up um, – being hydrated and stuff because we a lot of units just had drill and we were out there covering units um and it was hot it was very hot and it wasn't just the temperatures like the temperatures were in the 80s but it was the humidity the humidity adds to it and then mm -hmm. just typically standing outside in the heat or the direct sunlight it increases the temperatures about 15 degrees so with this uniform on any other equipment you got to be more cognizant of your body and what things could happen from all kind of different heat injuries to just just the heat exposure. Mm -hmm. Exactly. And a lot of people don't know, but uh, Sergeant Addis, he's big in the motorcycle world. So, uh, Sergeant Addis, if you could kind of talk about motorcycle safety for those, because we do have a lot of riders in the South Carolina National Guard. Uh, yes, we do. Uh, this time of year is crazy for motorcycle riders <clears throat> simply because the, environmental, the environment changes constantly. It'll be sunny and warm, hot, miserable, and then you'll have a downpour and you'll drop 20 degrees. Be prepared. If you're riding, be prepared. Be prepared for the sudden shift from dry conditions to not-so-ideal, you know, conditions. You know, have your rain suit. Have reflective clothing. Uh, if you don't feel comfortable riding in the rain, then stop. Get underneath the bridge on the side of the road or park in a gas station and just wait it out. Don't. Don't push yourself past what you can ride, what you think you can ride. Uh, another big problem is, in South Carolina in general, is 
we love dark brown and black clothing because primarily everybody rides a Harley, so that's kind of the end thing. But that's completely opposite of what you'd like to do. Use bright, contrasting colors to make yourself seen because people will look at you and not see you. And in Mm -hmm. the motorcycle world, we call that inattentional blindness. You just don't see what's in front of you, even though you're looking straight at it. So uh, another big thing is uh, all the techniques that we teach in motorcycle safety and the strategies. Safety strategies are taught for ideal conditions. So as conditions worsen, You've got to allow yourself more, uh, more of a safety margin, more space and time between the guys around you, in front of you, and behind you. It's imperative. And I uh, uh, just want to hit on that we, are, we have three more classes this calendar year. We have a BRC in October. We have a BRC2 in September and an advanced rider course and military sport bike course at the beginning of October. That's the last three for the year. Normally in the middle of vacations, we don't get enough participation. So, you know, we kind of push them on the backside of it, you know, after schools, you know, start and Mm -hmm. so forth. But the only thing I want to leave everybody with as far as motorcycle safety, whether you drive a car or a motorcycle, to ride or drive safely simply requires a conscious decision to protect yourself and others by employing sound safety (laughs) strategies. Everything that we're taught from the time we're small, when we're driving a car or a motorcycle, to our adulthood. And it requires practice. So, you know, keep practicing. And if you haven't taken your motorcycle safety courses, I encourage you to get with your commanders and uh, your readiness NCOs and let us know. And we can be contacted through the safety office group email. Okay. Now, before we move on, though, I, I do want to kind of touch on that since you are here because... We do have so many people who do ride in the South Carolina National Guard. What are the requirements? Because I feel like a lot of people don't realize that there are requirements for you as a soldier and even airmen that you need to have these courses and there are proper PPE and things that you need to wear as a rider in order to ride your motorcycle because as a traditional M-Day soldier, they, they individuals think that oh, I only do this one week in a month, so it only pertains to me when I'm wearing this uniform, but they don't realize that technically every day throughout your whole time that you're in the military that you're still a soldier, whether you're in uniform or not. And I want you to kind of touch on what the requirements are that they are supposed to be doing in order to be able to ride their motorcycle so that they know the rights and wrongs. Sure, sure. Um Starting with your head, you must have at least a minimum DOT-approved helmet. And be cautious when you buy your helmet. If it says DOT on the outside, go underneath the comfort liner and pull it back, and there'll be an actual serial numbered DOT label underneath. That's how you know you've got a real DOT helmet. ECE and Snell are also authorized, either one of those three. Uh, Wear long sleeves, preferably something that is abrasion-resistant. I mean, yes, technically, a long sleeve T-shirt meets the requirement, but the old saying goes, you don't dress for the ride, you dress for the slide. So you need to have something that's going to protect you in the event you go down. You need to wear gloves, preferably leather. They wrote the regulation back before the the invent of Kodura, so there are some cloth-looking gloves out there, but they're specifically designed for motorcycle riding, and they're 
they will survive you going down and placing your hand on the pavement in a slide. Mm-hmm. Long, sturdy pants, blue jeans works. Uniform is sufficient. Uh, and then boots, they go above the ankle. And, yes, there are tennis shoes out there that are designed for motorcycle riding. So they go a little higher than your standard Chuck Taylor, but they're still a lot of guys. That's kind of a new thing now. And they, of course, the industry adapted. But if you come on to McIntyre Joint National Guard Base, you must have a reflective vest in the event it starts raining. That is a policy letter put out by the base commander that reflective vests are required in inclement weather conditions or in conditions of low light, so early morning or late evening. And all those, and the training requirement is per 385.10 and the Air Force regulation, which I don't know off the top of my head, but they're consistent. The initial is the BRC, within 12 months, the BRC2. And, or if you ride a sport bike, as the military sport bike course is required within that 12 months after the completion of the BRC. I've been training motorcycle safety for a long time, and I recommend any motorcyclist, whether it's sport bike or cruiser, to take the BRC2 first. The, uh, the Advanced Rider course slash MSRC, it's a little different. It's, it is an advanced riding course. We teach advanced, more advanced techniques. So, you know, master the basics and then work your way up from there. It's just smarter. Okay. And is that something required by, like, is that something you have to uh, take to your unit and, um, like a certificate or something that you would take to your commander and say, hey, I completed this to be able to ride? Or how is that, how is the soldier and airman accountable for taking those courses? Okay, airmen, uh, everybody gets a, a completion card that's serial numbered and it's signed by one of the certified rider coaches, mm-hmm. either me or one, or, you know, me or a couple more in the Army side and then the ones we have on the air side. The uh, Air Force, they have a system called MUST that they, they are required by their own regulation to go give it to their unit motorcycle safety rep to get scanned and put into MUST. All that data is entered. The Army doesn't track at all okay. this, but it is required military training per regulation. So I always recommend that they give a, that they scan a copy to their uh, S1 to put in their IPERMs first, second, scan a copy and send it to your training NCO because he can put it in DTMS. It is a requirement, so it can go in there. You know, as far as a formal tracking, the Army doesn't have one at this time. Um, in addition, uh, per the 385.10, Chapter 11, where it talks about motorcycle safety, it's the commander's responsibility to make sure that his motorcycle riders are trained. Um, it's also the individual's responsibility that I know you talked about whether in IDT status or not. Uh, whether on duty or off duty, you are required to wear your PPE at all times when riding that motorcycle. Okay. I'm glad you brought that up, sir, because like I said, a lot of people think that when they're not u- wearing this uniform, it doesn't pertain to them. And, that's right. And that's what we're trying to bring awareness to is that technically 24-7, 365, you are still a soldier of the South Carolina National Guard. Exactly right. Um, so with that... With um, being in South Carolina, another big thing is uh, the water. So a lot of people like to go boating, and they're out on the water. So could you guys talk a little bit about boating safety? 
Well, our uh, boating extraordinaire, Mr. Reeves, <laughs> is going to give us a little points on that. What about extraordinaire? I like to go out and get sunburnt. Uh, <laughs> that SPF 50 you were talking about, y'all make sure y'all reapply. <laughs> I don't even get in the water, and I can still get burnt with, with 50. Uh, but So just download us, uh, us, what they call a float plan, fill it out, leave it with somebody. Let somebody else know that you're going to go out and be out on the water besides that person that you left a float plan with because something could happen with them. They could, you could not be able to get in contact with them. So let multiple people know, have that float plan left with somebody. Uh, check all your safety gear, your PDFs, your life-saving devices. Make sure they're all in, in working order and they fit those individuals that are going to be on the boat with you. Uh, that could be up to a $200 fine if you have somebody on the boat and, and – that PDF is not their size. You could have the right amount, but it needs to be sized appropriately. Um, check your fuel and battery stuff. PMCS. We PMCS everything. PMCS your boat. PMCS your trailer. Several times already this year since Memorial Day, I've seen boats on the side of the road due to trailer problems. Um, fire extinguishers. Definitely make sure they're out when you're on the water. You can stow them when you're not on the water, but make sure they're, they're out and accessible when you are on the water underway. Definitely make sure you put your plug in. I'd hate to see you you go down. <laughs> if you have multiple plugs and you're not familiar with the boat, some boats have multiple plugs. Make sure all those plugs are, are in. Uh, I want to hit a little bit on paddling safety. I'm not very familiar with that, but uh, a lot of people do it, especially upstate with the, with the white water. Uh, but... Your paddling skills, practice and improve them before you go out on that trip. Um, your PDF and helmet, wear it all the time. Uh, your helmet, you don't necessarily have to, but secure it when it's not in use. Make sure to secure it. You'd hate to lose that on the water. Um, know your safe techniques for, for paddling, uh, getting in and out of the water. Bring sufficient supplies, food and water. You know, you're in a small, smaller vessel than a normal boat would be. So make sure you bring plenty of water and, and have it stowed where it doesn't uh, go overboard as well. And don't go alone. Please don't go alone. It's, this, it's too easy to get hurt in these smaller vessels. Uh, boaters, large boats aren't paying attention. So know the, know the rules of those boats on the waterway and how they, they navigate the waterways as well. That way you can it'll help you avoid a situation that you don't want to be in. Now when you're saying paddling, are you meaning like – Kayaks and canoes. Kayaks, okay. canoes, stand-up paddle boards, okay. all, all of your paddle sports. Uh, even even um, on the rivers, just floating in an inner tube down, okay. down the river. Now, are there um, special kind of um, boating courses or training, or is there boating licensing licenses and stuff that you need as a boater? I'm so not the, sure about that. In the state of South Carolina, if you are under the age of 16 – if the boat is more than 15 horsepower, I may be wrong on the horsepower, but I'm pretty sure if it's more than 15 horsepower, you have to have a, a, a boater safety course or someone 18 or older that's not intoxicated in any way. Uh, but other than that, and it's a, it's a state-provided course. There's several of them. So go to the DNR, scdnr.gov, and, and check which ones and see which ones they offer. Uh, I would suggest the U.S. Coast Guard, one of their courses, uh, Please take that safety course, regardless if you're if you don't meet the age requirements or not. If you do take it, seventy uh, percent of boat accidents are caused by untrained. Whether it's uh, you know, you just going out with somebody that's already in familiar with boats and they're showing you the waterways, what to do, what not to do. Have some kind of training because seventy percent of those boat accidents are caused by untrained individuals. 
Is there anything else that you guys wanted to talk about that maybe we didn't talk about or that I didn't ask that um, we wanted to touch on? Sure. Um, hurricane safety. Mm-hmm. Um, July 1st through no, no, June 1st through November 30th is hurricane season. Um, around September, October is when activities usually pick up. But start preparing yourself now. Prepare your families. Have those things that would keep you sustained at least for a week in the event that you have to leave your house in the event of a flood or anything. Um, prepare your equipment. Prepare your cars, your uh, personal vehicles, as well as your military vehicles. Um, driving. Um, driving is probably one of the most dangerous things we do on a everyday basis. Um, driving distracted is one of the things that we need to be really concerned about. While you're driving, you know, you have your eyes, your hands, your feet, and your brain working all at one time to keep you within the lanes. Well, if you do something as far as uh, texting, uh, changing the radio, getting a bite to eat, watching your navigation, it takes you away from what you're focused on doing, which is driving. Uh, Make sure you prepare your cars. Um, Before you go on a long trip, make sure you check your tires. Make sure they're properly inflated. Don't overinflate. Make sure you check your air filters, engine air filters, and cabin filters to uh, make sure you're, you get good breathing air inside the, the vehicle and a lot of air to the, to the engine as well. Um, make sure you check your AC. Make sure it has enough Freon in that car AC. There's nothing worse than sitting in a hot car on a long day. I don't <laughs> care if the windows are down. That used to be my, my thing one time. You know, As long as I got the windows down, I'm cool. As I got older, the heat doesn't work too well with the older guy. But anyway, um, make sure you check your windshield wipers um, because over a period of time with the heat, that rubber breaks down. So make sure your wipers work and make sure there's plenty of fluid in the car so that you can make that, that destination, have fun, and make it back home. Okay. Now, if anybody wanted to reach out uh, for more information, how would they do that? Um, you can go on the safety uh, group email, which is located at the bottom of all of our signature blocks, or you can call us. My number is 4446, or you can reach me on my government cell at 803-608-6414. Gentlemen, thank you for stopping by. Um, I can't believe that the year is already halfway over and we're already going into hurricane season. Like It's like a blink of an eye, and right. it's all this time has already gone by. But we really appreciate you all stopping in, and hopefully we'll see you guys again soon for some more safety information. But if there's nothing else that you all would like to add before we close out? There's one more thing. Okay. Uh, this is the holiday season. Schools are out mm-hmm. for the most part, and people are going to start grilling. Having oh, those yes. backyard barbecues mm-hmm. and, and family get-togethers, as Chief alluded to. And July is the peak month for grill incidents, fires, you know. And most of them are caused by gas leaks or the overuse of the ignition fuel for charcoal grills or uh, flash fires mm-hmm. due to grease buildup because they're not cleaned. And we just want to give you 10 quick tips to... You know, make sure that you have, you know, safe barbecues and family get-togethers. You know, keep the grills at least 10 feet away from any structure, mm-hmm. or especially your house. You know, if you, want, if you don't like your building, okay, put it close <laughs> to your building, but most people <laughs> like them. Clean your grill regularly. A lot of old school guys say, no, that takes the flavor out of the grill, but when you're using gas or, you know, whether it's propane or natural or even charcoal, there's certain things that can build up in the bottom of your grill that can just flash up and get you. Uh, check for gas leaks. And it's real simple. If you'll take a, like a small bottle, any type of bottle, add about half, 
half a cup of water and about four drops of just any dish soap. Shake it up and then spray it on where the connections are. If they bubble, if they make bubbles, then you got a gas leak. It's a very simple method to uh, identify it. Keep, you know, what, be careful of how close decorations are to your grill or any heat source. And always keep a spray bottle of water handy just so you can, you know, if, a, if you have a flare-up, you can just spray the water, cool it down, and it'll, it'll usually abate the flare-up. Always have a fire extinguisher handy. Uh, don't turn on or attempt to ignite any grill with the lids closed. Open them up because they're going to require quite a bit of oxygen, and there's usually a flash, you know, a little when it, you know, when they first fire. So it'll, it'll minimize an explosion. Never leave your grill unattended if it's in use, and don't overload your grill with food. Don't put it on there so much that there's an excessive amount of grease forming and dropping because it will ignite. And uh, and don't use gas grills indoors. I mean, I'm, it was in there because that's like one of the top causes. It is. If you're saying it, it's because it's been done. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> we don't. And uh, the last big takeaway is 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 parents be very cautious of your small children playing mm-hmm. in and around grills because they want to be around mom and dad too. Mm-hmm. Especially with us, like Chief stated, bounce, we're bouncing out of the COVID restriction everybody's kind of getting more relaxed so let's just be vigilant so we don't hurt ourselves or our family or our own property that's it yes well thank you i i before we started i remember you saying grill and then whenever you i'm totally blanked out so i'm glad that you stopped me and and brought that up because that is a huge thing um like you said with school being out people grilling fireworks is going to be a big thing like the big takeaway from this everyone is just be safe just be safe. Be vigilant. Make sure that you're looking out for those warning signs. Just don't do something that you know is going to cause an issue that could be prevented. Like, you know what's right from wrong. Like, just be safe. And if anything, just take this podcast and take the advice that they've given us today because we talk about, we've talked about this several times before and we're going to keep talking about it time and time again because, um, we want you guys to be safe. We want you to go to work, get up, and have fun with your family and friends because it is summertime, and there's no reason to be able to enjoy time, especially after the time that we had last year and right. not being able to go out and enjoy the things that you're used to enjoying. So this year, hopefully everybody gets to have the time that they want to be able to enjoy with their family and friends. So just be safe. Right. That's the only thing that I would take away from this is just be safe. <laughs> just be safe. Exactly right. <laughs> but again, thank all of y'all for stopping by um, and sharing all of these tips with us. But before we close out for good, is there anything else? <laughs> um, so you did bring up fireworks safety. Yeah. I mean, July I 4th is coming. Uh, I would say just be a responsible adult. Yeah. <laughs> right. Don't let right. the kids do it without proper supervision. Uh, you know, make sure you're not close to anything flammable or some a field or a set mm-hmm. of woods that you're going to blow up, you know. And preferably don't light the firework while you're holding it. Yeah. That's a, a big right. one. You know, well, when I was small, I used to like to have Roman candle wars. I would highly suggest that you do not do that. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm Read the warning per- labels. Personal <laughs> experience. Just don't do it. Um, and on record, uh, July is probably the most dangerous month of the year. Mm-hmm. And also the hottest month of the year. Mm-hmm. So just don't focus on the summer. Remember, as you move forward into the summertime, July 
you have a lot of activities. You got Fourth of July. People are getting out even more. There's more grilling. Mm-hmm. So just pay attention to those things. We want everybody to have a fun and safe summer. All right. Well, thank you again, all of y'all, for stopping by. Um, if you like this video, make sure you give it a big thumbs up. If you haven't subscribed to our channel, make sure you hit the subscribe button, and we will catch you guys in the next episode. Get that at, bell and get all the notifications, too. <laughs> <laughs> um, at work, at play, let safety lead the way.